Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It is time for Counterpoint. We've got a special treat tonight. Of course, we've got Jenny Byrne, who is working on the campaign for the PC side of things. Former campaign manager and deputy chief of staff to Stephen Harper. Gabe DeRoche has come back to the lion's den. He is with Hilton (laughs) Knowlton Strategies and... Vincent Gasparro, who is not really doing the roundtables these days. He is the campaign chair for John Tory's mayoral run. How are you? Is he ever going to get any competition in this race? All I'm going to say is it's great to be back with you, Alex. <laughs> it is just great to be back. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, old stomping grounds. It just feels great. You missed me. You really I did. Me. 100%. All right. Let's start with um, Doug Ford today came out. And I think strategically this was probably a very smart idea um, because I know a lot of the candidates when I got to, when I was in the campaign doing the work, I got to get I got to know them. And, and I, what I did know was that they're very strong candidates, business people, kind of accomplished, whether they have political experience, they certainly made up for in business acumen. But he marched out his team basically to say, hey, here's my bench strength. Don't like me? Take a look at my team. Here's his clip um, of what he said today. We have experience from all different areas, from business, charitable organizations, police officers, lawyers, former cabinet ministers. We have a great team. And we're ready to hit the ground running. That That's just my Perrier going all over the computer. I'm sure it'll work tomorrow, Sapria. But if it doesn't. <laughs> Sorry about that. So that was Doug Ford uh, commenting on his bench strength. Jenny, I'll start with you. Um, I think this is what people needed to see. It- it, great bench strength. We have a great team. You had uh, candidates like uh, Rod Phillips and Peter uh, Bethan Falvey, as well as Christine Elliott and Carolyn Mulrooney, uh, as well as others. There were 13 candidates with, uh, with Doug today, and we have many across the province. And I think uh, what it contrasts is a contrast between uh, the candidates that we have and potential cabinet ministers uh, against the NDP who have radical elements in their in their uh, in their candidate ranks people that don't support our veterans think that our our soldiers are war criminals uh, don't support wearing poppies you even have a candidate uh, from uh, Scarborough who shared uh, uh, Nazi and Adolf Hitler memes on on Facebook so it, it really is a contrast to show the the talent that that we have running for us across the province bench strength matters though Gabe I mean I guess Kathleen Wynne doesn't really have to do this because well we all know what what the bench strength did over the last 15 years well we, Ontarians <laughs> do know what the bench strength did over the last 15 years and mm-hmm. and uh, and what they guys are sorry they plan to do if they uh, Rec- record de- if they are uh, if they deficits. are elected it's yeah. free child care for um, for preschoolers it's uh, it's pharmacare for uh, for young people and for seniors um, this not only is our plan, it, it's also our record. And I think when, when, uh, when Kathleen Wynne was, uh, was, was under fire at the debate, she, she came forward with, uh, with a bold, new, um, new, very honest, um, statement to voters saying, you know, we're, we're sorry that uh, she's not more popular, but she's not sorry well, she's, for, for she's the record po- I thought of it was making in, a real I'll difference in the in- lives of uh, Ontarians. Well, she's not popular because people can't pay their bills. They're, they're having to choose between paying their hydro uh, and, and, and going to the grocery store and buying groceries. It's People are, are having to pay their hydro and going to food banks. Well, actually, food bank usage is uh, is down because of the investments that we've made in 
uh, not only well increasing the uh, the minimum wage, something that uh, that Doug Ford opposes. No, uh, no, 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 no. Let's be, not be. He is going to keep it at fourteen. He's going to roll out that last dollar. I think much more slowly. That businesses are being crushed by that. So it's not. He's not scrapping it or rolling it back. Let's let's be honest here. I think. Uh, I think he's been very clear that he does not support a, an increased minimum wage. That's a it's an important well, part of, of Kathleen's plan uh, for a, a fifteen dollar minimum wage. That's a living wage that will help people afford uh, what they what they need to to live in uh, for in their everyday lives. But strategically speaking, Vince, and you know you've got to get the faces out there. This can't be down to just the three leaders because we have polling that shows none of them are popular. And so I think for a lot of voters, they're going to say, okay, I don't like any of them. So let's see what the team has. Well. Uh, it's great to be on the panel and not being engaged in in, in the fight for, for once. I'm you know I, I'm sitting back uh, on this uh, because of my my role with Mayor Tory. Um, uh, I, I think what I will say is from a strategic standpoint, and I'm speaking obviously uh, on a macro level. Uh, I think it's important at this point of the campaign for all the party leaders uh, to be showing what their bench strength looks like because yep. I think it's important to show Ontarians. Um, what a potential cabinet will be, um, and regardless, regardless if it's Doug Ford or Andrew Horvath or or uh, Kathleen Wynne, whoever the next premier is, they're going to have to show Ontarians that they're ready to govern. L- literally on day one. Well, she was asked. Horvath was asked three times, and then an extra time by reporters, "Who will be in your um, your your potential cabinet or your cabinet?" Yeah. And, and she, I don't know if she couldn't answer it or wouldn't. What would be the strategy behind that? Because if I were her, I'd be rifling off as many names as possible. Well, look, to dull I, that the 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 narrative. No? I, I didn't see the exchange, uh, but I would make the natural assumption that uh, uh, Andrew Horvath would have to probably lay out who would potentially, uh, you know, who some of her star candidates are. You don't have to name Do you know, know specific one? portfolios. Uh, from from the from uh, the campaign perspective, from Mayor Tory's perspective, uh, he's someone who has a, tr- a track record of dealing with people from all sorts of no, political backgrounds. Uh, he worked well with Stephen Harper. He worked. He's working well with Justin Trudeau, and he's worked well with Kathleen Wynne. And whoever the next premier is, he'll work well with them. And he's always stood up for Toronto. And he's going to continue to do that. Last point, you. And then we'll, well, no, they, we know they're star candidates. They're they're candidates that that support extremely radical views that are uh, against our soldiers, uh, that are uh, uh, viewed as anti-Semitic. Those are the star candidates that Andrea Horvath has, and that's why uh, she is not naming them. Those are the people that, uh, if you're planning to vote NDP, those are the people that are going to be representing the NDP, uh, uh, the NDP in government. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Great to have you back here for Counterpoint. We got Jenny Byrne, Gabe DeRoche, and Vincent Gasparro uh, joining us tonight. Let's talk about champagne tastes on a political budget. I, I almost fell over, and I like nice clothing, but geez. NDP expenses filed with Elections Ontario have revealed that between 2011 and 2014, Andrea Horvath spent $45,000. And $43,585 $43, on clothing, which was, I guess, filed under travel expenses. And, I mean, that's a lot of, uh, Gabe, I'll start with you. That is an astronomical amount of money. Should the party be paying for this kind of stuff? 
uh, look, I'm not familiar with the exact uh, exact expenses, but uh, but I know that clothing if, from if, Holt Renfrew is what <laughs> what they were billed under. But if if these expenses were were uh, were paid for using um, using funds that they they fundraised from uh, from party members, uh, I think they they have to answer to the uh, the party members, not to uh, not so to the fundraisers, a, not to a commentator like me. Right. Okay. Well, but, but doesn't I mean forty five thousand? No, it, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. No, no, there is zero justification of this that that uh, that the NDP leader would go into Holt Renfrew uh, in downtown Toronto in Yorkville and spend forty five thousand dollars in clothes. That is not what the members of the NDP. Uh, expect and there would have been numerous donations uh, at the time. Uh, cor- you know, corporate and union donations were still uh, legal. So, well, not to mention, why would she spend that in her Hamilton? I mean, there's a, one of the nicest stores in all of retail in the entire country is in her riding in Hamilton called Millie. I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money, I would think spend it within your economy. But nonetheless, I just under I don't understand how you could spend forty five thousand dollars on clothing. I get it. I mean, I know how you can go in and go crazy, but you're generally drunk and just having fun. You talking from experience, Alex? No. But, well, in my <laughs> reckless days as a 28, 27 year old, I don't. I would never even spend that kind of money. But I can see how you add up. But but I would, as a as a mom, as a working mother, I would never spend yeah. that kind of money. My money goes on my kid. Sorry, that's just me. But maybe I'm out of touch. Clearly, this is the party for the little guy. No. Well, look. Uh politicians always have to show some discretion and obviously in an election campaign everything becomes an issue it doesn't matter which political party and obviously th- this is now becoming a bit of an issue for her and she's gonna have to you know have to be able to look at her party membership uh uh and explain uh, explain this you know uh the expenditures but, but this is so this is what the the issue that andrea horvath and the ndp are finding themselves in is that they have never been held to scrutiny she's been leader through this is her third election campaign and they have never been held to scrutiny the way the other parties have because they've never been seen as a contender. So whether it's expenses, whether it is, you know, a $7 billion hole in their platform or whether it's it's uh, radical candidates, this is something that Andrea Horvath is not used to. And, and you saw that chippiness, that coming out in the debate last night where she, she came across very arrogant, very chippy because she's not used to being held account by, by people, by the media and what have you. Yeah, look, I don't care. If it's your money have at her good on you but I, I just thought it didn't really match the 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 kind of lunchbox you know party blue collar mm-hmm. worker off to shopping at Holtz I will say this though Gabe I thought um looking at Andrea Horvath beside Kathleen Wynn last night at the debate um it it, it was very clear to see that Wynn was far more leaderly I, it, she clearly was up yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think I think Premier Wynne clearly uh, clearly won the debate. She was the only one on stage who was prepared, who uh, who projected well, not, that, uh, that 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 image of a leader. She is somebody who, who She's spoke, not win, who spoke with saying. intelligence. She had a, she had to, a, she had a uh, good to, night. Two voters. She I, well, she had she had a very good night, and I think this is a good the night. beginning well, no, of, of, of it's of, not of good a, to start off with. Sorry, I'm not. This is the beginning of a real comeback for Kathleen Wynne. Gabe, come on. It's it's not a good night when you have to start by saying. I know you all hate me. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Wait, are we no, are I, we calling I, I, a comeback now, Gabe? Because uh, honestly, we, 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 she we, might actually walk on water if she comes back from this. This that would be incredible. I think we certainly can ex- expect a, a comeback from from Kathleen Wynne. As 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 you saw yourself, Alex, she's she's the only one on stage who really came off as a leader. That's what voters are looking for in these debates. Uh, Doug Ford was was unprepared. He no, had no, these he, canned responses. She she wasn't using talking points. She was she was giving real uh, thought 
thoughtful answers to the questions. The other two sounded like robots. Look, there's no question. Doug Ford does not have the um, experience debating uh, that Kathleen Wynne does. She's been doing this a lot, lot longer. So she's had time to get uh, prepared for that. But uh, we'll see. I, I do think she'll get a bump. I don't think she'll come back. I mean, that would be, she'd be like Jason from Friday the 13th, part 89, just coming back. I mean, that would be sensational. Let's talk about, um, you know, it was a $16 orange juice that took out conservative uh, Bev Oda. I mean, that killed her political career. Now a Toronto City Councilor's under fire for staying at one of LA's swankiest, most expensive hotels, 900 bucks a night to stay at the Chateau Marmont. He defends it, saying that um, his staff booked it. Do we have a clip of this one, Mike? Here he is responding. And I realize that when you look at the funds and you say $75,000 spent by a counselor, uh, it's a lot of money, but the returns are such that it is of great benefits to our residents, quite frankly, because you're bringing the investments in, you're bringing, creating the jobs, you're creating the opportunities and so on. Um, no, no, <laughs> that's not how it works, Vince. I'm sorry. I, I don't care how much money this guy has brought into the city of Toronto. You're, you're always working for the taxpayers and you can find a hotel for half that price. So, um... It is important to know that um, from, again, from the from the campaign perspective, uh, you know, the mayor was also on this mission. He chose to stay at a at a less expensive uh, hotel. Um, the mayor actually, you know, searches his own hotels and, and uh, chose to stay, like I said, so at, at a less expensive hotel. So he was on Travelocity looking for like a <laughs> Correct. Actually, that, 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 that's exactly what he does. Okay. And, uh, and uh, you know, obviously the mayor doesn't have direct say in terms of what the councillors... Um, uh, you know, spend and what their expenses are. And, you know, those questions have to go directly to each individual counselor, whatever their expenses may be. Uh, but I will say this, uh, the mayor does believe uh, in the importance of promoting the city in terms sure. of attracting jobs and investments. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a critical, it, it's a critical role for the mayor. And, and, you know, that sort of, um, that sort of belief and trying to attract investments and jobs to the city of Toronto is one of the reasons why, for example, Amazon, uh, uh, Amazon is shortlisted Toronto. I think we're in the final 20 now. And a recent New York Times article has us uh, basically down to the final two uh, with us in New York. Uh, Google uh, has expanded their presence here. Sidewalk Labs uh, has moved into the city of Toronto. We're attracting jobs and investment. It's an important job, uh, important role for, uh, for for the mayor. 900 bucks is a, a well, night. Shadow Marmont, that's how I, I recognize that is is every morning uh, after, of course, I read the political news, I go on and get TMZ. my... I go to TMZ and Paris Hilton and Daily Mail, and celebrities are coming and going from there. So um, I think that this is the reason why uh, the Fords were so popular at City Hall, is they would never have uh, allowed this extravagance to happen. And I think this is probably something that voters are going to be looking at in the municipal campaign, if anyone ever runs against uh, against John Tory, uh, in terms of changing these uh, these rules. Last point, you. Yeah, but you you can look at this expense. I think uh, it, even though it was uh, it was a very large expense as as a marketing expense. Toronto <laughs> needs to market itself. Oh God, to you really are liberal. The, uh, <laughs> you're entitled to your entitlements. No, no. Toronto needs to market itself mm-hmm. to, in a in a global economy where we are trying to attract investment. With the Kardashians uh, right. and the Shadow Mormons. Oh, so, I gotta wrap it up, guys. But I would just say, why don't you guys do it by phone? Cheap. It's a little bit cheaper, but anyway, I get it. All right, guys, I got to wrap it up there. I'm very heavy, but I thank you so much. Jenny Byrne, Gabe DeRoche, and Vincent Gasparro. Good to see you, sir. We'll see you again after the campaign. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.